This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mukhtar. The global tourism industry is increasingly recognizing the value of the Muslim traveller. By 2028, it's projected that some 230 million Muslim tourists worldwide will spend around 225 billion US dollars. How much of a head start does Malaysia have in courting Muslim tourists? And are we doing enough to stay ahead of the regional competition? We're going to find out from the newly minted Director General of the Islam. Islamic Tourism Centre, Nizra Nordin, who joins me on the show today. The ITC is a government-linked company under the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture. Nizra, good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Grill. Good morning, Shazana. Thanks. Thanks for having me today. So many of us are familiar with Tourism Malaysia. You know, that's the Government Tourism Promotion Agency. But the ITC, or Islamic Tourism Centre, is a little less known, even though it also comes under the purview of MOTAC and has been around since 2009. So how does the role of the ITC differ from that of Tourism Malaysia? Um, okay. Um, <clears throat> Shazana, uh, ITC uh, was set up in 2009, as you mentioned, uh, if its original mandate was just to provide uh, research and market intelligence uh, uh, information or input uh, for MOTEC and Tourism Malaysia uh, with regards to tourist arrivals into Malaysia, particularly with a specific focus on uh, Muslim travellers. Um, so over the years, we've done, um, other than research and market intelligence work, ITC has also uh, conducted capacity building through trainings, uh, provide um consultancy services to uh, industry players with regards to this particular segment and also involving uh, information exchange uh, between our peers and our neighbours and also uh, other Muslim countries. So it's very limited, actually, the yeah. mandate of the ITC. Yeah. You're not actually meant to promote uh, Islamic tourism. You're... Exactly. That was the original mandate given by MUTEC to ensure there's no duplication with what Tourism Malaysia does. Because mm-hmm. Tourism Malaysia, of course, been granted with a bigger mandate to uh, uh, spend on advertisements and to reach out to the whole world to get people to actually come to Malaysia. Mm. So we address the 20% market segment. For every 100 tourist arrivals, there's 20% Muslims consistently arriving into Malaysia. So we uh, we provide that market intelligence or research into addressing the needs of Muslims who arrive in, uh, into Malaysia. So should we look at ITC as more of a advisory or consulting body then? You, you, you look at the data and then you give recommendations to Tourism Malaysia and to MOTEC on what to do with regard to this Islamic tourism sector. Is that how we should look at ITC? Correct. Once upon a time, that was supposed to be the case. But over the years, um, uh, through research and all, uh, uh, and 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 uh, is Islamic symposium, talk symposium, and all, and our uh, collaboration with the academia, we've came up with a certain uh, a certification, I would say, or recognition or rating program that we call MFAR. Uh, the acronym MFAR, MFAR, stands for Muslim Friendly Tourism and Hospitality Assurance Recognition. Um, <clears throat> For in, in layman's term, if Jakim issues halal certificate to restaurants, ITC now issues MFAR certificates to hotels. Okay. So what started off back in 2019 for hotels uh, have actually grown to more uh, segments that are not food-related and, and more leaning towards tourism and hospitality, including spa and wellness, 
uh, travel agents, tourism assets, um, theme parks, convention centers. Um, you know, there's about ten other. Uh, there's about ten categories in total. Interesting. Yeah. So. <laughs> ITC's role is evolving, not just from a research arm, but now you're actually actively going into, some would say, a regulatory function in that you're giving certification to uh, service providers that want to have this Muslim-friendly label. Correct. Spot on. And MFAR, I believe, is uh, a first uh, so-called rating or recognition in uh, uh, initiative uh, by any government agency in the world, particularly with regards to this uh, Muslim-friendly uh, ecosystem. Okay, yeah. hold that thought. We're going to yeah. come back to MFAR, and I, yeah. I'd like to find out how widespread it is in our tourism industry. But can we talk about perhaps your appointment? Because you just came on board uh, two months ago, two and a half months ago in, on, in July. And prior to taking on the, this role, you were the CEO of Maju Perak Holdings, and that's another government-linked investment company. You held that role from 2019 to October 2022. In Taking over the leadership of ITC, I noticed that your predecessors all came from the Ministry of Tourism. You know, either they were with MOTAC or they were with Tourism Malaysia. You, on the other hand, don't have any tourism industry experience. So why were you tapped for this position? Uh, well, uh, OK, that's uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Um, I think the value add that I, I bring and, and what I've been uh, when I spoke to the uh, minister and my deputy minister and also the top leadership of the ministry um, was to uh, inject the uh, uh, corporate uh, experience that I have and to 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 share the corporate experience I have with, with ITC um, as I was made to understand uh, you know my role was to make ITC more visible uh, with, with regards to what uh, what ITC does and um, uh, when I first came in trust me I, I had uh, a tough time trying to uh, convince myself that I can really sell mm-hmm. this uh, MFA initiative and take it to another level uh, but there was a little experience I'll share with you probably after this is to be able to answer this question so uh, after that then I, I had uh, you know I managed to uh, 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 identify the unique selling proposition in USP, mm. uh, and I believe, uh, um, you know, together with a solid team in ITC, I'm all uh, uh, hyped up and, and confident of actually uh, playing my role and adding value to uh, ITC, and uh, hoping to actually uh, provide the uh, transformative uh, uh, agenda and approach towards uh, uh, making it more. Uh, 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 commercialize in that sense with what we do. Okay, yeah. so you're coming into this industry with fresh eyes, yeah. Correct. So I'd be curious to hear from your perspective on how you see the Islamic tourism industry, how that is supposed to take shape because there's so many terms for it, right? There's Islamic tourism, I've heard halal tourism, there is Muslim-friendly tourism that seems to be the preferred term, and Sharia tourism. I mean, what's your understanding of how all these terms intersect? Are they essentially the same thing? Yeah, okay, uh, I wouldn't want to commend so much, uh, well, as I'm not an Islamic scholar, but if you look at the uh, term uh, most often used, whether it's Islamic tourism or Sharia uh, compliance tourism, it relates to uh, probably activities that, you know, need to be Sharia compliant, Mm -hmm. yeah? But over the years, uh, we've actually uh, done several research I mentioned. And and one of the things uh, we understand that generally when it comes to tourism, we have to be more inclusive. Okay. So with the term Muslim friendly, 
it is more relate uh, it relates more to uh, uh, identifying the needs of the Muslims when they travel, whilst not excluding the needs of the general travelling market. Hmm. So as as you know, we uh, serve. Uh, uh, as, as I've mentioned, we serve the needs of the Muslim as Muslim probably needs to look out for where they need to pray five times a day when they travel, the, the food that they need to look out for, their bathroom facilities, uh, 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 things that are supposed to be uh, Muslim uh, uh, friendly when, when they visit uh, some of these tourism uh, spots. Mm. So uh, I think these are things that we address and provide that recognition and assurance that uh, in Malaysia it is called uh, yakin or tampa waswas when 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 they visit some of these uh, premises so okay. uh, yeah so tell me about the criteria then that a service provider or premise needs yeah. to fulfill in order to get this MFAR certification that yeah. uh, ITC gives out. Mm. All right, uh, the MFAR certificate starts from uh, the entry level of a silver uh, level up to platinum. Uh, so there's uh, uh, a checklist of uh, tick boxes that a particular applicant or hotel needs to actually comply with. Uh, everything from uh, uh, in the hotel rooms, uh, there should be availability of the Qibla direction, uh, 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 housekeeping keeps uh, stock of uh, the prayer mat and mm-hmm. you know on demand whenever guests would like to uh, have one. Uh, Surah uh, facilities in, in the hotel, availability of uh, at least one uh, Jakim certified uh, kitchen in the hotel, mm-hmm. um, availability of pool, swimming pool, not dedicated only for women, but at least uh, a dedicated uh, hour just for for uh, women users, mm-hmm. um, and even a, a signage to uh, just show uh, that. Uh, Hotel guests need to dress modestly, so there's no requirement to have separate pools and 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 such. Um, even uh, having a bidet in in a bathroom of a hotel room would uh, score brownie points for the applicant. Right. Yeah. So this so, sounds like uh, policies, or these sounds like facilities that are already quite the norm in Malaysia. No, it is spot on, spot on, uh, but not. All hotels have that, and you know, just uh, there's no benchmark or reference point to uh, identifying such hotel. It'll be a surprise. Some some hotels probably outside of KL uh, do not even have the uh, 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 key blood direction. Because I think uh, many Malaysians realize, including Muslims themselves, that uh, you know there's many apps around that you can actually lo- use for uh, to to get the key uh, blood direction. Mm. Uh, just let me share you one experience. Uh, one, you know, uh, as I said, uh, when when I mentioned just in my earlier in, in my initial weeks with the ITC, um, when I was trying to convince myself with this uh, whole MFAR uh, rating uh, program, but you know, I, I never realized the importance of having an authority that actually uh, confirms that the blood direction in a particular hotel mm. room is is accurate. And uh, you know how it works with some apps with the uh, dependency on, on where, how you lay your phone on the table on the floor. Uh, one morning, the Qibla direction was this way. And when I came back from meetings and the Qibla direction was another way. Mm. So I knew that, you know, I, I, we just need certain assurance that um, uh, uh, that probably this emphasis uh, has to offer. Yeah. 
I'm speaking to Nizra Nordin, Director General of the Islamic Tourism Center. When we come back, what are the policy measures needed to boost Muslim tourist arrivals? Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. Thanks for staying tuned to The Breakfast Grill. I'm Shazana Mokhtar, and with me today is Nizra Nurdin, the Director General of the Islamic Tourism Centre, or ITC, an entity under the Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture. Now, earlier we were discussing the ITC's mandate, and uh, particularly its certification programme, um, giving service providers and premises uh, the logo of Muslim-friendly uh, label that could help attract uh, more Muslim uh, tourists to that destination. I want to talk about our tourist arrivals, yeah? Because as you've mentioned as well, Malaysia has long been recognized as a destination for Muslim-friendly tourism. I think we're recognized in several international rankings, including the Global Muslim Travel Index that's compiled annually by MasterCard and Crescent Ratings. We've actually topped this ranking since 2015, which was a surprise to me, actually. It's something that didn't really come on my radar. And you yourself mentioned that 20% of our tourist arrivals um, are Muslim travellers, essentially. But this 20% has remained fairly consistent. It's just plateauing. We haven't been able to improve those numbers. Why why is that the case? Why does volume of Muslim travellers still remain so low, even though we're supposedly this top destination for Muslim-friendly travel? All right. Um, That's actually a good question, Shazana, because um, the way I see it, uh, of course, this uh, tourism industry comes with its uh, fair share of competition from our uh, neighbours. Um, everyone's trying to attract uh, um, uh, Muslim travellers um, as um, Muslim travellers particularly from the uh, Arab continent uh, uh, probably has got a, a, a solid, a strong uh, uh, purchasing power. Um, and we've seen it with, with some of our uh, neighbours like uh, Bangkok and Singapore putting extra effort on this. And um, Hence, I think first order of the day by uh, Motag and particular ITCs to look at how we can retain that position whilst concurrently also looking at other uh, stream of revenues that we can, uh, stream of uh, uh, travellers that we can tap from from, from um, other identifiable market which have not been prominent uh, surfacing to, to Malaysia. So one of the areas that we're looking at with regards to uh, 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 developing this MFAR is to be able to actually have these building blocks in place to convince those who have actually not considered Malaysia mm. as a destination for uh, Muslim uh, uh, travel to actually look at uh, Malaysia as their uh, you know a priority when when uh, in their decision making process. So we're looking at um, travel uh, Muslim travelers not only from uh, the Arab continent but also looking at the region, particularly uh, uh, Indonesia, looking at China as well, because China itself has uh, uh, a big population of Muslim, probably bigger than Malaysia's population uh, mm-hmm. in general. Uh, but I just came back from China uh, two weeks ago, um, you know, from my engagement with uh, local players there um, and also uh, uh, people from the uh, government sector. Uh, there are 30, 30 million Muslims uh, in China mm, okay. with ID. 
with ID. And then that's another, you know, estimated another 20, uh, 20 million, so about 50 million uh, uh, Muslim population in China. In China. And uh, uh, these uh, uh, Muslims uh, are equally, if not more, uh, strict uh, and, and, and conservative as compared to uh, Malay Muslims here in, in Malaysia. Okay. So to have MFAR in place is quite critical to give that assurance that, uh, you know, uh, our market players are ready when it comes towards understanding uh, the needs of these uh, uh, travellers. That yeah. is very interesting, um, Nisran, in the sense mm. that tapping into that 30 million population of Muslim travellers from yeah. China, yeah. I think marrying that with the kind of environment um, and industry players that we have here, we have yeah. Chinese uh, Mandarin speakers or Cantonese speakers here as well, uh, yeah. to kind of get that marriage together, right? What is the reception from Malaysian tourist providers in terms of seeking this MFAR certification? You know, why haven't there been more uh, establishments um, seeking this out? If I look at the records, I think uh, as of December 2022 last year, there were 52 certified Muslim-friendly hotels, 52 out of 708 um, officially rated hotels under MOTEC. That's 7%, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, you're right. Uh, so I think that's one of my mandate to, uh, 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 to to come on board of ITC to look at expanding it to reach out to uh, as many hotels as possible. Uh, rightfully pointed out, it's 700 plus number of hotels uh, that's rated by Montag. But the universe that we have to address the, in the ecosystem in Malaysia, there's 4,800 hotels licensed by Montag. So uh, it's... Uh, is a challenge for, for, for the team of 25 uh, people now in uh, uh, ITC to actually grow that number to a desirable level where uh, we can boast and tell people that um, our hotels are predominantly Muslim friendly. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, Muslims are welcome. Uh, we uh, Our hotels are inclusive. We welcome travellers of sort. So uh, uh, that's a big challenge for me to look at in preparation for the uh, upcoming Visit Malaysia Year. Uh, in 2026. Is it, a, is it a perception shift? Because yeah. why would industry players want to focus on the Muslim traveller segment, which is arguably smaller than the other uh, travel population that does come to Malaysia, right? Is there yeah. some, is there, how are you convincing them that yes, there is reason or there is, a, a, you know, you should be investing in Muslim travellers and it won't exclude the other population of travellers, the general broader population that actually comprises the bulk of tourist arrivals in Malaysia. Yeah, so, uh, so that's uh, you know uh, one thing uh, why we need to be, have these building blocks in place when it comes to MFAR and Muslim travel is because of uh, our minister's uh, vision and uh, together with uh, uh, my deputy minister, uh, minister who's actually driving it to look at developing Malaysia into an Umrah hub. Mm. So uh, to have this Umrah hub in place, we need to have the ecosystem ready towards uh, 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 promoting uh, a Muslim-friendly uh, 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 facilities, Muslim-friendly facilities um, uh, within our ecosystem. Hence, uh, um, I think that value proposition itself means that we are going to bring in um, more Muslim travellers mm -hmm. and we hope that, uh, we believe that that could be a good uh, selling proposition to market players to say that, hey, you really need to consider accepting MFAR. Uh, as it not only accepts uh, Muslim travellers, but we're also looking at 
uh, being inclusive at large. Right. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, do you find that you need to navigate the perception that this will establish different standards for different tourists, right? Does that come mm. up, especially where local tourists are concerned? Uh, you know, there's the distinction between Muslim and non-Muslim. Do you, does the Muslim-friendly label come at that, I guess, perception of segregation? Um Yes and no. Okay. Um, so it's a matter of uh, educating the uh, uh, public, Malaysian public at large, mm-hmm. uh, and, and making aware that the uh, Muslim, fr- the MFAR is merely a rating or recognition program, and then by no means um, um, uh, an intention to actually uh, uh, segregate any part of the uh, traveling community because. Uh, um, we understand uh, uh, Muslims uh, are generally, uh, 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 you know, as this is estimated to uh, 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 count up to what, 2 billion population globally. Okay. And, and people understand, um, I think probably Malaysians at large understand mm-hmm. that Muslims have got their needs. They need to pray five times a day, mm-hmm. they need to look out for halal food. Um, and rather than uh, having confusion among market players, um, you know, you know, because we we do have some food eateries that actually say their food are Muslim choice, mm. you know, uh, Muslim friendly. But there is an authority for food uh, in order to uh, protect the consumers, particularly Muslims at large. Mm-hmm. So what we're saying is that when it comes to us Muslim friendly, just to say that hey, we have these facilities in place in these okay. premises, um, and, and and it's meant to uh, just not. Offer for Muslims as well because some of the criteria under the uh, checklist of the MFA also offers uh, general benefits for for other tourists. For all all tourists. Well, yeah, all tourists, including cleanliness, safety, right. and stuff. Yeah. So inclusivity it goes both ways essentially. Inclusivity Correct. covers both the Muslim tourists and the non-Muslim tourists, and yeah. there's. I understand what you're going to what you're going for, and I think really hammering that perception and hammering yeah. that understanding throughout the industry is going to be your task. Um, in the little time that we have left, Nizran, yeah. um, I did read overnight that uh, the ministry is looking at a review of the tourism industry. There have been several issues um, in terms of how do we boost our tourist arrivals overall, right? So, in light of this review taking place, what would you want to see um, from the government uh, that you think will help the Islamic tourism industry? What are the policies? recommendations that you think need to be in place? Okay. Um, particularly for ITC, um, it's something that I've asked for from the ministry, from my bosses, that um, I need a compelling uh, incentive uh, package for MFAR adoption. Mm-hmm. Rightfully, um, um, you know, um, it's a chicken and egg uh, situation where, you know, I, um, I can't go up to the hotels and tell them, hey, uh, sign up with us and pay X amount of ringgit and... Um, you'll get the visibility of MFAR. But at the same time, there's a public at large or even the travellers tourists know about MFAR. Mm. Um, and it is my uh, vision that ITC could be the authoritative uh, body for these uh, recognition programmes and uh, we don't uh, uh, overlap with other uh, agencies or any other uh, NGOs that attempt to mm. do this mm. uh, in order to avoid confusion and you know, simply to provide uh, promote standardization and uh, and uniformity when it comes to such recognition. Budget 2024 is around the corner. Yeah. How much of a bigger budget are you asking from the ministry and the government? In percentage terms, what would you like to see? That uh, wh- How much will you need to actually push this vision through? 
Alright, I can't say figures yet because it's something... Uh, percentage previous, terms? Yeah. Percentage terms I've asked for uh, probably three or four full from what I'm getting now. Alright, yeah. Nizran. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We yeah. are going. It's been a fascinating conversation and I look forward to more discussions on uh, just the slice of uh, tourism uh, segment, the Islamic tourism segment. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks. I've been speaking to Nizran Nordin, the Director General of the Islamic Tourism Centre. This has been The Breakfast Grill on BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G makes business sense. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.